Live from Mux Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie, this is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, welcome in. It is Kenny and Heilprin. We are live. Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Ben Kenny. Zach Heilprin is here, fresh off of Wisconsin's Pro Day. Creating content down down at the at the facility. It's a big day. It was a big day. It was a big day for uh, several former Badgers. I think there was eight of them that ended up working out because Joe Tipman did not even show up. Uh, he's got he's got a little bit of a hamstring thing, so he's I think he's not working out until next month. So he is smarter than Jalen Carter, who tried to work out through whatever's going on it and did, is taking well. his draft status. Is oh it? gosh, he could. They said he nothing to do with the Badgers. Jalen Carter showed up 15 pounds overweight to pro day, and they said he couldn't even finish the drills. If he falls to 15, do the Packers take him? I think they should. They love Georgia. And and there's NFL talk. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but either way, so, uh, you know, some other guys did. Nick Herbig, uh, Keanu Benton, they didn't do any, like, testing today because they apparently loved what they did at, in Indy, which is a little bit surprising, uh, specifically Nick Herbig running-wise. Um, te- like, because he didn't necessarily run a great 40. I don't have the number in front of me. It was a 4-7-something. Gotcha. Either way, uh, so there was that, and then uh, got this got this interview opportunity to, to sit down with the entire strength staff. Brady Collins has done interviews everywhere. Like, is there an outlet that Brady Collins has not done an interview with yet? I saw another one today. For uh, yes, another outlet. We'll yeah, say yeah. So um, so I got the opportunity though to. So I, I was going to do that too. I was going to have him and one other guy, and then he's like. Can we just do, like, the entire staff? And I'm like, how many guys is that? It's like, five. I'm like, hell yeah, let's, let's do it. So we, did, so we did that, sat down, and, and talked, eh, like, 40 minutes. Um, some, I, thought, I thought it was a good conversation. Um, get to know those guys a little bit more, and that's going to be coming up on the camp next week as we get into our daily episodes of the camp starting on Saturday. That's when spring ball starts. And uh, really looking forward to it. It may be five to six times a week. Probably only day we won't put one out is Sunday because the Badgers are off on Sunday. But otherwise, uh, probably going to go five to six a week. And, uh, gosh, can't wait. Can't wait to get on a football field and actually look at some football players. (laughs) Instead of just talking about what we think is going to happen, we actually get to see it on Saturday. Right, right. Kind of mindless projection is what we've been doing for some time. And, And we'll continue to do today. Yes. Uh, A lot of stuff to get to. I want to talk about the pro day. We have some spring practice thoughts. What did we miss on Tuesday? Uh, Just general, let's say, expectations for Saturday and for all of it kicking off. Uh, And then the Badgers are back in the Final Four, (laughs) which took a while. So Uh, we'll get to that coming up a a little later on as well. They beat Oregon on that hideous basketball court um, that, that again, I, I think should be eliminated from the rotation in the sport. But but we'll get to that a little later on Three in the show. Three times in nine years. Um, what, the Final Four? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's – I mean, people said guard couldn't get them there. And <laughs> look at what he's done. I, I also do in all seriousness, there's been some conversation about how excited people should be. And I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'll say how much joy I've gotten from all of it and how excited I am. Very little. And then see how else uh, <laughs> people react. But first, uh, the pro day today, obviously. Um, and, and by the way, the weather's turning. 
we had so I was on for I was in for Bill Michaels was today it though? Is with, it though? with Grant. Well, the sun's out, okay. and I'm looking at the ground, and there's no snow. Okay, but there was so, so when you went when you started the show, I'm assuming there was snow on the ground, and then when you came out of the show, there wasn't snow. Yes, but the weather's the turning story? in that I I'm almost at the point where I'm comfortable wearing shorts, which is significant. Do you know it's supposed to snow three six inches this this uh, Friday and Saturday? Well, I'm surprised it's not happening today. Yeah, well, it, it happened our, last night. I woke up this morning. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, given our history, I, I did see that. I, I, I want to golf, as everybody knows. But I was, I was in for um, Bill Michaels. We're talking about the weather turning. And people uh, very intelligently noted that pro- Phil Longo is probably thrilled about where we're going in the season. He did look happy today. Not only is it spring. He did? Yeah. Well, that's good. Not only is it spring. And, and they're getting to actually practice together and install the new offense, get everybody up to speed. But the weather's turning. So there's no more trotting through four feet of snow to gain a yard, which is significant. Uh, pro day-wise, though. So you have at least the three guys that we expect to be drafted, the notable ones, Joe Tittman, Keanu Benton, Nick Herbig out there. All the, all the chatter around Benton and Tittman specifically is very positive. With where we are with about a month before the draft, I see Tipman, uh, as you noted on Tuesday, Daniel Jeremiah had him going in the first round, but he is all of the consensus is very positive on him. It's just a question of, okay, he's a center. So how high do you want to draft a center? Uh, and Benton as well. I feel like that's a that's a second round guy or, or someone at least people are, are pretty optimistic about. It's insane. Joe Tipman has not done a single drill. He did not test in Indy. He did not test today. And yet he is somehow rising up draft boards. It's impressive. I'm sure his film is good. I'm sure it is, but, but still. I also bet when those people turn on the film of the offensive line as a whole, they, they probably scratch their heads a bit. About why it wasn't why they weren't dominant? Just if, if a scout is turning a the, the film on to watch offensive line play, I don't think it's the most aesthetically pleasing group. Okay. last year's O-line, to watch, given but the results. It's possible, but it's, it's also possible that they're seeing what everyone else saw, and that was nine guys in the box. And so a guy making a great play or a great block here or there and doing their job, it still wouldn't matter because there was more guys than they could block. Yes. So, um, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, it could be great. Every guy could do a block perfectly, and it wouldn't matter. Now, we know, based on our eyes, that not every block was perfect. Uh, especially in some pass blocking situations at Michigan State, at Iowa, where it just didn't it didn't look great. But I personally think that uh, it's a talented group, and Joe Tipman obviously is a really, really talented player. It's just remarkable that a guy who's not working – like usually when you jump up draft boards at this time of the year, it's because you're working out at like a different level, and he hasn't really worked out. So um, he's going to be working out, I believe – what is today, the 23rd? I believe it's going to be uh, in early April there's going to be a workout. But, my goodness, it's uh, it's impressive to, to jump up the draft boards even though you're not working out. It is, yeah. And, and I again, mean, you're right, film matters. Well, I'm sure a bunch of it has to do with his measurables where, okay, they watch the film and they also realize, oh, he's a 6'6", 320-pound center who can move and is athletic. Uh, and, I mean, the draft network right now, as John Michael Schmitz, the Minnesota center, as the number one interior offensive line in general. They have this kid, Osiris Torrance, from Florida as number two. And then Tittman, 
uh, number three as the 38 overall player, which is still, I mean, honestly, higher than I expected. I thought he'd be somebody when he declared that would test well and that would rise just because of the athletic profile. So that's impressive. I, I wanted to ask because, I mean, Benton is clearly, when we watched the Badgers last year, he, he was the guy. And, and I think many see him going to the NFL. Packer fans want the Packers to take him. That would be a good addition to the defensive line. I think a bunch of teams out there are, are excited, especially after the Senior Bowl, where we saw what he could do in, in some of those sets that they were running. Who do you think out of those three is going to be the best pro? The best pro is, is the thing. I think Keanu Benton's the best pro. I do. Uh, now, you look at Wisconsin centers in the NFL and guys going and being – fantastic players after being at wisconsin and we i think we went through this a couple uh, uh like a month or two ago about you i mean obviously tyler biotic right and then you have uh travis frederick the centers in between in between those guys were dan volts who got hurt and couldn't really obviously be the the type of player he wanted to be because of his injuries but then tyler comes in and is the type of player he is and then essentially Joe Tittman stepping in and being the center for the last three years. Was he the center in 2020? Mm, yes, but he also got hurt. Uh, right. And so they used, and they moved it around. So Tanner Bordlini ended up having to right. be the center. Cormac Sampson was a center, you know, in the, in that mix as well. But yeah, no, Joe was the center in, in 2020. Um, and so the success that Wisconsin centers have had, you've had you have two Pro Bowlers and another guy that got hurt. I think that they think, they believe that Joe can probably be the next very good center out of Wisconsin and a, a long-term guy. Whether that's the case or not, I don't know. But I love Keanu. Just what he's able to do and the difference that he makes when he's on the field compared to when he's not, uh, it just jumps out. And maybe that's just Wisconsin, but I think it just he's, he's got the ability to move. He's big enough to, to hold his ground. He can make plays in the backfield if given an opportunity. We saw this that this past year. He's got everything, and he and he wants it. He wants he wants it. And there are some guys that are all that big and that fast, and they just don't want it. He wants it. He looked great today. He looked great. I mean, it's drills against bags. Who you know who really cares? But he looks great uh, physically. Looks like he's in great shape. I I think he's got a chance to be special. I agree. I would go Keanu as well. And I mean, it will probably mostly have to do with where they're selected and what system they go into but still you look at where the nfl is right now and th there's a huge premium on defensive tackles that can pass rush where maybe yep. in the past you you just wanted guys that could fill as many gaps as possible and open up room but javon hargrave for one got 20 million a year from san francisco as an interior guy that had double digit sacks yeah so so the role or at least the, the value put on that is growing yeah and i, I mean doing it in the big 10 Right, you're not you're not a um, Jalen Carter or Jordan Davis in the SEC destroying those guys, but still, you're not going up against poor competition in the Big Ten. You're you're dominating all the offensive lines you look at. So, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, and I I don't know. We'll we'll see how how Herbig fits in. I definitely think Tipman will. I I would go Tipman and Keanu both in the second and third round is what I would guess, and then maybe yeah. one of them jump up to the first. But it just feels like a like a high like like a Zach Vaughn type pick, where it's not the, the team's first pick, but maybe they go early in in day two. So that's gonna be exciting to watch. You also had um, as Colton Bartholomew tweeted out, Andy Vujnovic 
yeah. dropping some numbers. Which is not shocking. Ten, dude, he's a unit. Broad jump. Uh, and this is obviously Wisconsin's punter, who they are now looking to to fill that void he has left. Really good career at Wisconsin after transferring. His broad jump, 10 feet 7 inches, which is uh, on par, as Colton noted, as Illinois running back Chase Brown, <laughs> who I, I mean is really good. And then Iowa corner Riley Moss. Which he loves. Who also is an absolute menace in the secondary. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, as a punter. Uh, and then he also put up 36 inches in the vertical, Wait. which ties him with Will McDonald, Iowa State edge rusher. Who doesn't? But what we didn't get was his bench numbers. Like, that's that's the numbers that we want. Let that's, me find that, it. That's the unfortunate thing. I don't. Are they not out there? I, I, I don't know if they're out there. I know, I know some of the guys. I know at least one of the guys, I should say. Um, bench numbers, that was uh, Tyler Beach. He put up 21. So that's fine. But he also went 31 in the vertical. Little agility. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to get out there, be a, be a pulling guy. I found a Mike Lucas tweet oh boy. from June 27, 2022. Okay. This is before the season. Uh, Paul Christ was still the head coach at this point. That tells you how long ago this was. Uh, it says, Andy Vujnovich redefined the benchmark, let alone bench press 395 for UW punters. Uh, and then he, he talks about punting stats, which no one cares about. The... Uh, yeah, yeah, his bench numbers were were apparently incredible. I'm sure, and, so. I, and I assume that they were incredible when, today when he was when he put it up. So he won't get drafted, but I could see him getting a shot with a team. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, no he's, Tory Taylor. He's got the leg, right? He's got the leg. He is no Tory Taylor. He's got the leg. It's just there's just so much more to it than than that these days. And he's not he's not a rugby style punter. So will the NFL even want him? The NFL doesn't do. Nearly. Oh yeah, that's right. Because it's stupid. <laughs> that was so unnecessary. It was, but it's such, you, you. You thought I was actually saying. That. Well, I thought you were trying to make a point, and I was going to correct it because the thing, the beauty is, and since I crushed you. Well, the NFL. Stupid. Here's the thing: the NFL is always late to catch on to college football's trends, where we always see offenses start in college and then go to the NFL and then really take hold. Or the punters are actually talented enough that they don't need to rugby punt because they can just drop it inside the five-yard line anytime they want. That that also could be a good point. <laughs> could be. But the, that, does not, <laughs> that does not in any way affect the fact I want Wisconsin to have one of those I know, guys. I know. I know what you want. Because it works in college, and it works well. And, and, and yeah, Vujinovic was, was uh, pretty darn good at, at what he did. Before we get to... Uh, some of the spring practice stuff. I wanted to ask, I was looking at this, and I kind of posed the question and, and figured this would be an easy answer. But looking forward, in, in honor of Pro Day, but more to talk about this team coming up, there will be more Pro Days going forward, obviously, with a bunch of the seniors participating. But who on the roster right now is going to be the best pro? Or are there names that we could throw out? There was one that came to mind. Yeah, and I'll let you. I'll let you go first because I probably would have taken that it's, one as well. It's Jack Nelson. Yeah. If it, even if you look at all of the way too early twenty twenty four mocks, he's a first round pick in a bunch of them. He's a left tackle for the Wisconsin Badgers. Like I feel like that's the extent of some of those. True. Not to be. Not. I don't. God, that was. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I. I just think, and and this is not. I don't want to. I don't know nearly as much about O-line play as others, but he just he jumps off the page. If I, I, I went through their depth chart, he, he was the one guy who jumped off the page as that guy is going to be a great pro, that guy's going to be 
probably the best pro on the roster. But I was wondering who the other guys were because there are so many where I could say, okay, I can talk myself into that guy, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I there are some that like Braylon, right? There's, yeah. There are some. Um, there are some that uh, would say one of the safeties, right? I was thinking Kamoe Latu. I was thinking Hunter Wolder. Sure. Uh, but they're all beasts, right? Like, they're all... They, they are all at a different level uh, athletically. That's, I think, what you're kind of looking for. Guys who compare that athleticism then with production. And Kamoy certainly has done that. Hunter, I think, if healthy, will be able to do that. I think there are a lot of options along the offensive line, assuming they get this figured out. Assuming they get everything figured out, the talent there has a chance. We, and it's something that we talk about all the time. There's a chance for that offensive line to be very, very good and to put, start putting guys back in the league on a regular basis at a high level. And, uh, you know, we'll see if any of them are. Jack feels like it. Someone had Nolan Rucci, even though he has yet to essentially play any meaningful snaps, like as a guy that could potentially be up there. But it's because he's got he – He's that a five-star. He was a – yes. He was that type of recruit. Jack Nelson was kind of that type of recruit as well. Um, so, I mean, they, look, there's a – they have a lot of talent in that offensive line room. You would think it would come from that spot. What would be the greatest thing is if it comes from wide receiver. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> right? is who would you take from that? Who would you try to project from that room? Because we've seen it with a guy like Jim Ray DK for a couple years, but then you have a, a wild card like C.J. Williams, who's the recruit that would, in theory, do it, but we don't know yet. Yeah, that's tough. That's really, really tough. Chris Brooks? No. You uh, would probably – I can't believe you're not throwing Keontes Lewis in there. The, oh, the fastest you're guy right. in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could have a big year. I mean, again, I like Will Pauling. Th- there are a-, a ton of intriguing options that you could say, but the fact that there's not a, a slam dunk pick, I think, also says something. Well, and, and it's and, and when you're looking at the that was today was probably the least impressive group of guys working out overall as a group. There was only eight of them. I think that says a lot about where things were at under the previous staff as well. Uh, maybe it's because they have a lot of younger talent, and I think that's I, th- I think that's fair. But it, it was a very laid-back type of pro day in my mind than, than what we normally see there on uh, have in past years. Maybe it, maybe it's just because it was set up different, but it felt weird. It felt different. I wanted to ask in terms of, yeah, in the receiver room, there might not be that guy yet. But entering 2019, obviously Quintus Cephas was coming off of the 2018 stuff. Was was he known as that guy that he would be in the NFL entering that season? 2017, because 2017, what he did in 2017 before he broke his leg, yeah, he, he had become that guy. Um, but you didn't know what it was going to look like after a year off, right? So, no, there was nobody, like, sitting here and saying, oh, my God, is he an NFL type of player? He didn't go. I mean, he didn't go till the fifth round. It's not like he was like a second or third round pick. He didn't go to the fifth. There were some people surprised that he actually left, but it was because he had such a big year. Like you couldn't, you couldn't come back off of that. Um, it became very clear early in 2019 that he was that guy. So maybe early on this uh, this fall, one of those guys out of that room will step up and be like, "Oh, we should have seen that. He's clearly." It. But Quintez, Quintez was just different. 
was yeah. it, the way he caught the ball just different from almost any other wide receiver Wisconsin's had. Yeah, I mean, I do think out of all of the, the whole roster, there will be many that step up, I'm confident, in this new regime. And hell, if the offense puts up a lot of numbers, you're going to see guys drafted. If, if, if a receiver has, whatever, 1,000 a, a and a, however many yards, you're going to see more guys drafted. But it's, it's interesting that, that we can't put a finger on it and say it's this guy or that guy, which kind of tells you how much, is, how much we have to learn at spring ball and, and, and how much is upcoming really this offseason before we start playing football than when we do just the unknown between now and, and August, I think, is somewhat incredible. I would agree, and there are there are, I mean, I've seen some say that it, like it, the, there's not a lot of unknowns going into this, and just, because like you you think you know who the top five receivers are, right? You think you know who the top running backs are. You think you know who the top offensive line is going to be. The tight end's a little bit murky, but you still know you know Clay Cundiff is probably going to be near the top. The quarterback, we already know who that's going to be. Defensively, yeah, maybe there's a position here too. But do would you agree with that? That there's not a ton of undecided things. I, w- I, to me, you have no idea what these coaches think. We have zero idea what these coaches think about these players, other than Tanner Mordecai, at this point, and Braylon Allen and, and Ches Malusi. Otherwise, you don't know. I would say wide receiver is a good example, and then also probably outside linebacker, and, and offensive line even. I think we might know who the guys are. We just don't know how good they're going to be. I would disagree in the offensive line. I have no idea who Jack McNeil likes and who he doesn't. Okay, yeah. I was thinking more wide receiver. If you tell me who the top five guys are in terms of snaps going into next year, I I would probably agree with you if you were able to go into the future and tell me who it is. But at the same time, I would have no clue how good each one was, which I think that's the unknown to me, more so than who it's going to be. It's how good is it going to be done, what's it going to look like, which I think is an unknown in and of itself. It's like, yeah, I could know that that two outside linebackers will lead the team in snaps, but how effective are they? And and do they make big jumps? What does the defense look like? I think that's where the unknowns are. Again, I like I doing these previews and talking about what this is going to look like on Saturday, that's all good and fine. But I don't know Jack Picknell. I don't know uh, Matt Mitchell. I don't. They haven't seen their guys in their system, and every player is going to be different. And when I say that. Come, sun, uh, come Saturday, it's going to be the exact same guys that were in the bowl game. Just because I said that. <laughs> Chase Wolf, that. Chase Wolf coming back? Uh, he was there today. Was he? He was at Pro Day today. Oh. Not throwing, obviously. Oh. But he was there. Darn. He was there. One of the former players in the building. But, uh, yeah, no, they. There is, there is, in my mind, unknown things that will probably end up being pretty obvious come Saturday. But I don't know until Saturday. Speaking of Saturday, we're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, some stuff we missed from our time together on Tuesday, and then just a, just some projection as to what Saturday could look like. What's the lead story going to be? Uh, what does the scholarship number look like? Uh, the beginning of spring ball as we're facing right now compared to maybe previous regimes. A lot more to come. Uh, we're live at Monks and Sun Prairie. Listen, we got March Madness tipping off here in about, what, 20 minutes, 10 minutes? starting of the Sweet 16 without the Marquette Golden Eagles uh, and Purdue as, as well, for note. Um, so come here to watch that. Uh, you obviously have the, the Dell Technology Match Play going on in Texas, which is your golf talk for the week. But Bunks is great. Uh, the food's amazing. Locations across the state. 
Uh, the one in Sun Prairie is where we're at right now. So we're going to step away. A lot more to come. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, we are back. It is Kenny and Heilprin live at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Badger Spring Ball starting up on Saturday. We went through the roster. Uh, the weight changes to note on, on Tuesday, uh, plus a couple mishaps that uh, <laughs> went across the Wisconsin football sphere. I got DMs about them. I had relatives texting me. They were, they were unhappy with my performance, Zach. No, they weren't. They were probably unhappy with me calling you out for it publicly. Uh, so no, I, they thought so it was I, funny. So I wanted to apologize about that no. and then say uh, I will do it again in a second. <laughs> Uh, I told one of our uh, great listeners that was talking about the producing that I will talk with the producer and make sure he does it better. He, so he needs to. don't worry. He, I'm I'm getting it under control. He needs to be better next time because that was uh, brutal. And I've listened back to it because I thought it was pretty – I didn't think it was horrible in the moment. No, I did. I thought it was horrible in the moment. And then I listened back to it, and it was even worse than I thought. But it was also so bad it was funny. Cool. All right, so <laughs> spring practice. Because, because. Oh, God. No, no, just I, I have to let people know this. Uh, I don't wear headphones when we do it because you don't take calls, so I, there's no reason to wear headphones because we can just talk. Before. I speak loud enough, so, some people have said. So I don't, need to, I don't need to wear headphones in there. So then you're playing clips, and I can't hear them. And so that's why I was asking, like, is that it? Was that it? No? Is that it? I don't know. So that, I couldn't hear it in the moment. Otherwise, I'd have just been like, no, that's not it. Cut it off. Um, but yeah, no, it was made it, was it better. Good. It was good. It was good. You found it. You found it. Uh, it was, it was labeled properly and you eventually found it. Yep. All right. So on that note, spring ball coming up <laughs> Saturday. I don't think we missed anything major on Tuesday except for the Al Ashford part of it. He's not on the roster currently. I don't think we noted it, Oh. but he tweeted that he's a badger. I, I don't know what's going on, but so, so Jesse talked with him from the athletic and I know some other people did as well. He's hopeful to be back with the team. Um, he's not taking part in, act, in any football activities right now. Some personal stuff that he's going through. So um, he is still enrolled. Says he's still a Badger. We'll see if he's back. Our trap. Our, our our buddy Andy on Twitter has has asked. Uh, so uh, on Tuesday we also did speak about the twenty pounds added to Nate Van Zelst. Yeah, and whether it all Where's was in his quads, <laughs> uh, was it in reference to something specific? Was it? Well, that's what I was asking you. It was not in, in reference to anything specific. Oh, I, I think I might have asked the question. Okay. No, I'm not that smart. That you thought it was to remember that I was just genuinely to wondering. Trap Malusi. Yeah, which that was a time. Traps look pretty big now, I will say. But uh, let's. That'd be it, hilarious if it was. Like if if we interview Andy or. Uh, Venzels, like whatever the specialists are, and he's he's wearing the exact same shirt as Malusi was, and his traps are just popping, and Evan floods like you know, oh look, all that twenty all pounds that, in all his that traps, muscles right in his traps. Uh, Evan, Evan would never do that, though, of course. No, no. Um, so Saturday, though, what do you think? So we start the show on Tuesday. What do you think the lead story is going to be? And this is projection, but the lead story is going to come from you because because you'll be. The, the man on the ground reporting it. Why but would you not be there? I, I might be there. We'll see. It's a Saturday. I have a busy weekend You coming have up. no excuses. I have a busy weekend coming up. If it involves golf, that's not included. It does. I don't think it involves golf. What do you think the lead story is on Tuesday? 
what did Ben do on his weekend that he couldn't be at um, <laughs> <laughs> practice on Saturday? No. Uh, it might be. It might be. Uh, the least story, the offense cooking the defense. How much How much team, how much of the offense versus defense do you think we'll see? I think we will. So these guys have had a chance to do a lot of walkthrough stuff right up until the point of being on the field for practice, right? Like up to up, right up until being able to practice. So I think there will be, um, I think there's an opportunity for the offense because, because it, it, it's a new look. It's a little bit different than what Wisconsin's defense has seen. I think the, I think the offense is going to be ahead of the defense here this spring. And so I'm, I'm expecting some big plays from the offense uh, to start, to start spring. That's where I, I can see it happening already. That's where my concern is going to come from, though. Like, <laughs> like that's what it's going to be. It's going to be spring ball. It's going to be it's going to be camp entering the season, and a lot of the report will probably be the offense looks great, and many will get on and say, "Oh, that, that's amazing. That's what we need—a great offense." I'm going to be concerned as hell about the defense. You just can't have you just can't have nice things. You just don't like nice things. Like it, it, oh God, God forbid that the offense actually looks good, and the defense struggles for a little bit here. I mean, what would you rather have after the last few years? I'd rather both be really good. Yeah, I know what you would rather have, but after I would I would like for the offense to be good. I agree. Because I think the defense will come around. I like long term, this season included, I have no concerns about the defense. I think they're gonna be able to be they'll be just fine. I'm the, glad you said that. They will be just fine. I think did I say no concerns? Long term, I have no concerns about the defense. There, there are some questions. Nose tackle, obviously. Who fills in for Keanu? Pass rush. Are the outside linebackers as good as I think they are? And then I think a little bit of the depth at cornerback is, is a question as well. But that said, the offense, man. The offense is the reason there's a new coach right now. It's not because of the defense. It's because the, the, the previous coach could not get the offense going the last three years. So... The story is the offense, and I think it's going to start out pretty hot come uh, come Saturday. So is it and, if it? and if it doesn't, so what? It's day one. Well, that might get me more confident about the defense. I'm going to. You know, I'm just going to read way too far into you what know, you said. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be like the offense and defense both great today, and then I'm going to feel great about the team. And just, I, just insane. I'll probably pick them to win the conference, and it literally can't be that way. The defense and the offense can't be great. That's a really good point, but the way I'm wired, my nature, is to be somewhat concerned about something. Because then, it can't all be perfect, you know? Wet, ban- wet blanket Kenny. No, I don't even think it's that. I just think people hear me talk myself into being worried when I really shouldn't be. That's the nature of this show. It is. Um, so, Which is just so ridiculous, because in every other program I'm on, every other program I'm on, I'm the negative guy. I'm the one that uh, is pessimistic. And yet, on this one, I stand out as the positive one, and you're the pessimistic one, the one that's always worried about something. I would I would definitely accept bonuses for painting you in that light. <laughs> it's impressive. I, I don't know how you do it. It's, I, it's genuine. It's impressive. There's nothing I come to the show with that isn't my genuine feeling or thought. Um, but is it safe to say, offensively, that's what you're most excited to see? Mordecai, Longo, hold just everything. How could you not be? How could you not be? This is the this is a this is going away from what Wisconsin has been for the last thirty years, and they they made a little bit of a change, obviously, 
when Chris took over in, in 05 and they were a little bit more open and, and, you know, we saw what we saw with Russell Wilson 10 years ago. But this is a monumental change to what they have done at Wisconsin. I don't know how you couldn't be excited and Jack to see what exactly it's going to look like. And I think they have the players to run it. I think they have the players to run it and run it right now. It may not be exactly what Phil Longo wants, but he'll work it, he'll work it around it just like he did at, uh, what was it, Texas. Um, where was he at before he went to Ole Miss? Texas. Uh, Sam Houston State. Yeah. I, I think it was. You work with what you got. And I think he didn't have necessarily the parts exactly what he wanted at North Carolina in 2019, but he made it work. And he, they were a very good offense in the same way these last few years. So, yeah, that's yes, that's the story for Saturday. Even though you want it to be about something that's bad. No, it's not that I. It's not what I want it to be. I'm just I'm telling you before it happens what my reaction will be. Okay. But it is genuine. Well, I, I'm also I've also laid out the defense part already because that's something that I've been thinking about for some time. Um, and and yeah, that's not a bad problem to have because it's Wisconsin, and we know somewhat. They'll come around defensively, they like they they almost always do. So, uh, yeah, the fact that that it, it will probably look good the offense that is I think is, I mean obviously the excitement's raised. In terms of within the offense, something I'm most excited to hear about obviously is Mordecai, the backups a little bit, but because they're not going to play this year or hopefully not, then I'm not focusing too much on it, but. When I think about the wide receiver room, again, that's that's the room of just like each day who's st- who's sticking out, who's making the most plays, who's who's going to be the alpha in the room. And I would take Chimera DK probably, might take Keontas Lewis, but but it could go any direction. You know, that's the beauty. No love for Skyler. It could be Skyler Bell. It, it, it could be any of them. Um, but I, I would have had Bryson Green up there, but then he lost an inch. Oh yeah, you know, going from six one to, to six four. Well, and what number is he wearing? Uh, is it a bad number for him? Nine. What is it? Eight, nine, nine. Nine's good. Yeah, nine's a good number. Nine's really good. Um, so, in terms of overall excitement, because obviously it's as you know high as it's ever been. We have probably people that don't care about the college football off season now care yeah. because of all of the stories. Which, like everyone's a fan, a different way. Uh, the fact that everyone's tuned in to what's going on right now, I think is awesome. And, and checking into Wisconsin football's Twitter and excited for spring ball. How would you describe where we're at today entering Saturday compared to when Paul Chris started? And then also the beginning of Mr. Gary Anderson's era. Yeah. So I was not at spring ball for the start of Gary Anderson's era. I, I started covering the team in 2013 um, in the fall of 2013 that obviously was the change because it was he went Barry Alvarez went away from the Wisconsin family. When Paul Chris came back in 2015, I think that there was excitement around it, but it was also understated excitement um, because it was Paul Christ. And uh, as we saw throughout the entirety of his tenure, it was we're going to do stuff a certain way and we're not going to overdo it and we're just going to be who we are and. So I don't think there was a, a ton played up on it. And Gary Anderson was a little bit different. I remember they had like a, a dance-off for their spring for spring practice one what? year. What? Yeah, they had a dance-off. Between who? Players. Players, like dancing off like in a, in a circle, and they had a dance-off. Warren Herring, defense lineman, did like the splits. Well, maybe Gary Anderson should have focused more on football. 
Probably should have. I mean, he did go. He did go nineteen and seven in sure. two years. But maybe you should have focused more on relationships. I think you should have just not come in the first place. But <laughs> maybe you should have focused more on not really ruining right. Jordan Love for a season. Yes, could have could have done without that. That could have. But then again, would he have been available for the Packers to take to replace Aaron Rodgers? Good question. Without that, I don't know if he would have been. So, thank you, Gary Anderson. Now the Packers have their third straight Hall of Fame quarterback to just to fall back on. Some are, some are saying there's no chance for, uh, of that happening because no team's ever had three in a row. Well, hey, there's a first time for everything. Yeah, that's what I would say. I wouldn't subscribe. I'm a, Never say never. Never say never. Uh, but in terms of the excitement, I mean, this, this is just on a different level. This is on a different level. Look, when they got hired in – when Luke Phil got hired in November, late November, early December, things took off, right? The excitement over it. But when they landed, they got Nick Evers like the next week. No, excuse me. Then they got Phil Longo as their offensive coordinator. And then Nick Evers. And then Tanner Mordecai and all this other stuff. It just, there is just no comparison right now to what the feeling was in 2015 or in the, the fall of 2013. It's just not even close. It's not even remotely close. And... I mean, I don't – no one's winning a game in April or in March, but I don't envision this excitement going away. Everything that we say coming out of spring, people are going to eat up and love, like you. Well, people are going to do the same thing for fall camp, and then September 2nd we'll see if it actually is anything. But based on from my experiences and my, in talking to people, they are expecting – Big things. Big things down there. I would expect not only big things from the team, but record numbers of people. Yes. Maybe in attendance of whatever's allowed and the the big the launch they have and, and, and the opening day game even. Um, I mean, some uh, a wise man once told me that uh, the only spring training stats that matter are the good ones. <laughs> So you only pay attention to what good's going on, like Mike Barrasso crushing the ball, five home runs in spring training, hitting 430-something. I So with, with all this, I, I think that is an attitude I should take, is that the only good thing, the, the only important things that are going to come out of this offseason in the spring and in the summer are the good ones. The biggest problem with that is there will probably be some. No, no. For good things to happen for one side, bad things have, have to happen for the other side. Sure. Unless it's like perfect coverage and an amazing catch, yeah, right. Like that's that's how that's how that stuff works. Oh, C.J. Williams, a big one-handed catch guy. Yes. Here we go. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, we have to step away, take a quick break. We're live, Monks Bar and Grill, Sun Prairie. I want to uh, I want to touch on some some NIT chatter when we come back. Excitement around it, whether whether people care, because we might do a show on Tuesday or we might do a podcast. We don't know. But, but where are people at with, with the Badgers in the Final Four of the NIT? Again, live Monks Bar and Grill, Sun Prairie, March Madness all night tonight. Going on for a couple more weeks. And then it's baseball season. No, got the no, got the not. Brewers, Padres, spring training on the TV. Golf as well. I, it's a glorious time for sports. The Masters are coming up. So come by Monks and Sun Prairie. Find a Monks location near you uh, and stop on by. This place is great. We have more coming up next. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, welcome back in. 
It is Kenny and Heilprin. We're live. Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. We'll be back Tuesday, either in podcast form or live. We don't know. Check Twitter at Benji Kenny, uh, at Kenny underscore Heilprin for updates on that, depending on the NIT game that the Badgers are playing in Tuesday night against North Texas, I believe. Yes. One of the directional Texas schools. It's a good team, the Mean Green. Yeah, it tells you how much they just defeated Oregon, again, on the most hideous court and or field in college athletics, probably worse than Boise State's field. Uh, it's 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 borderline unwatchable. It's re- Yes, it was. Games on there. Yes. It's horrible. Um, but just incredible how often Dana Altman was on the court. <laughs> just rem- He was almost guarding Max Klesmet in that final minute. That's one of those, if someone to, were to, like, drop a bowling ball onto their court to destroy it, he's, like, getting in the way of it. Yeah. Like, like no, no, not this. No. He uh, he is that guy. Um, but they've had some great matchups against Oregon. This is another good game. He's done a lot of complaining. He Dana. did complain. I mean, he complained significantly after the game. They had 3,300, which was just a few less than what Wisconsin had on the Tuesday night against uh, Liberty. Again, Wisconsin, the game was at 8.30. That game out there was at 6, West Coast time. So it's not like like it was at Wisconsin. They only had two days to sell tickets. So that's I think that plays into it a little bit. But him getting upset and saying, if it's me, get rid of me, that people aren't coming out for an NIT game, come on now. Yeah. You're in the freaking NIT. You're in the, you are a perennial NCAA tournament team. You've Five taken, stars. Four you've, stars. You've gone to Final Fours. Big why, recruiting. Why in the world? Why in the world would anybody want to come watch that? Yeah, for sure. I uh, Obviously a big Chucky 3 late to clinch it. It's another close win. It e- is. Even with the turnovers uh, against the press or a Siegen going for the layup, which was – or was it Klesman? It was Klesman that went for yeah. the layup. Siegen's the one that turned the ball turned over. The, turned the ball over. I mean, even with those miscues, they win another close game. I'm not going to take a lot away from it except to say I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I'm enjoying the run. It's it's cool to see them win. Uh, it's cool to see some coaching things turn out well. And that's all. Uh, third, <laughs> final four in nine years. What else can you say? Uh, uh, in Vegas, where the last time they were at, they were in Vegas last year for the Maui Invitational. Oh, I thought you were going to say Paul Christ posing next to showgirls. That was the last time the football team was there. Was uh, like, that that is that picture has not aged well. The two coaches in oh there, oh my gosh, both both, uh, both jettisoned. Which Herm Edwards, we knew he was going to get fired. Yes, he was a sitting duck at the time that that picture was taken. Yeah, it was not necessarily a, a guarantee that Paul Christ was going to get fired anytime. No, soon. no, not that part of it. But still, what a picture! It is, I mean, incredible. It, I mean, even before he got fired it was one of those pictures right Wasn't oh for it? sure it was like one of those amazing pictures that you Dude, never it's paul th- chris next to a a very scantily dressed yeah. Vegas show. It, it, it is it is comical it, it, like just an uncomfortable spot for paul chris to be so uncomfortable um but i i mean there's been some chatter nit wise that you know some some are celebrating it I, I mean yeah i'm celebrating it because i'm i'm enjoying watching them win which hasn't been a very common occurrence for this stretch uh, through the last couple months of the season. I, I like, again, as we have said, a broken record, like the NIT is not what the Wisconsin should not be in the NIT again. I think going you, forward. Yes. I think you can enjoy this with also accepting that this is not what it 
needs to be. 100%. Like, you don't ha- it's not either or. It's not like, oh, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. I'm not going to – this is BS. They shouldn't be in the NIT. Well, guess what? They're in the NIT. You're in it. You might as well win it. And if this happens again, it's unacceptable. It, and maybe changes need to be had. But they're here. They're in it. Watch it. Enjoy it. And stop crying. There's also the comparing. I mean, it's easy because Marquette lost again. Uh, who? To who? Uh, to Michigan State, who's playing right now, tied with Kansas State. Is that in the round of? Uh, that was in the round of 32 after winning one game. So they still haven't made it out of the first round in how long? First weekend. Yes. First weekend in Correct. how long? Uh, I I don't know the answer honestly. It's been like at least a decade plus. Huh. Interesting. So. Uh, people are saying, okay, would you rather win the NIT or lose in the second round of the NCAA? I hate the comparison. I just don't think it's a very productive conversation because, again, that is celebrating, saying, oh, look, the Badgers could win the NIT. And I'm going to tweet about it because the tweets are at least 80% jokes. But I'm not going to, with a straight face, say to a Marquette team that had a great season and was far better than the Badgers, oh, I'd rather actually win this than lose that. It's like, no. No, Wisconsin's playing in the freaking NIT. Like, come on. I'd rather be, if I, if I, you know, cared, I would rather be in the NCAA tournament and getting knocked out in the first round than what Wisconsin's in right now. Now 100%. I'd rather be Purdue. Now is it more, no. (laughs) That's a little bit bit more difficult. That's because that's an extremely, extremely embarrassing loss that no one's going to ever forget. Wisconsin losing the first round, people are going to forget that. Like, if they, or if losing the second round like Marquette did. People are going to forget that, despite you being a two seed and and being best season ever, the Big East champion, supposed to be no, good. Big East champion times two. You went zero three against the Big Ten. Shaka no, Smart's on the court the whole time. Didn't play anybody good all season. Went zero three against the Big Ten. Lost to Wisconsin. Lost to Wisconsin. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> Things hey, of that nature, right? But who's in the NIT? Oh, rough scene for Marquette there. Uh, but no, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, Badgers North Texas, real quick. Badgers win uh, on Tuesday. I like North Texas. Book a ticket to the finals. North Texas is a good team. The Mean Green. The Mean Green. I like Wisconsin. Uh, I'm going to take Wisconsin, too. The Mojo. I, I want Big Steve to win tournament MVP and, and add it to his long list of accolades that start next season. Start next when season. When he wins National Player of the Year. This this starts the na- the long list of accolades. I think I'm going to tweet that after our show tonight. That you want him to win it because it's going to be the start. No, the, no this will be the start of the accolades. Big Steve winning the NIT MVP. Is, is going to be the beginning of his long list of accolades, including National Player of the Year next year. It would have been amazing if he had broken Kaminsky's record the other night uh, against Bradley. Point-wise? Yes. Yeah. What's the record? 43. Oh, he only – oh, he had 36. Yeah. Yeah. If he had broken it. Listen, more and more people are making that comparison. Would have been the start. Um, all right, we have to step away, take a final break. We'll be back. Close it out coming up next, live at Monks and Sun Prairie. It is Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, we are back. Kenny and Heilprin, live Monks Barn Grill, Sun Prairie. Some some new bet action that I that I had to finally install. It's okay. been a while without nearly enough updates to the to the repertoire. Okay. So, so I did that. Oh, uh, bad updates. Bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Updates. Gotcha. New bets. Uh, d- Bumpers. Dro- dropkick Murphys. No, no. Yeah, excuse me. Bets. Dropkick Murphys going on. Um, so, coming up on Saturday, obviously, um, you will have written work, I figure, from, from spring ball on Saturday. 
so an article on I mean, observations. That's the plan, but we're also doing an episode of the camp. So, cool. Uh, so what else can we look forward to between now and, say, Tuesday? In terms of coverage? Yeah. Well, uh, well your Twitter. Yes, of course. Uh, that's no. I said. Three places to find everything you need to know from Saturday. The first place you go is your Twitter, yep. at Zach Heilprin. Yep. The second place you go is the camp. Yep. With you and Jesse. Yep. Uh, the third is probably the website, madcitysportszone.com. I was going to say the third is the athletic, but uh, go ahead. Third, fourth is the athletic. The fifth place you come is here. Yeah. Uh, but that will be on Tuesday. So, exactly. Um, but, so we'll, have, we'll actually have two practices by the time the next time we talk, which should be fun. Um, again, I, I've never been this excited to see a practice ever. Oh, little first day yeah, of school vibes yeah, on on steroids. Oh, the last day of school vibes. I think it's more more like it. True. Um, it is. I'm with you. Yep. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. And by about probably 15 minutes into it, I'm going to be like, is this thing over yet? But <laughs> at this point, at this point, at this point right now, can't wait. Well, we live in a, as Bill Michaels would say, we live in a fast food society. You know, we want everything now. We want it fast. And then when we get it, we want more or we want something different. So yep. there you go. Um, awesome stuff. That's going to do it here for us tonight. We will be back here on Thursday. Have a couple Thursdays left at Monks. Hopefully the Badgers play in the NIT finals, which I believe is next Thursday. Uh, and then we'll be back in general on Tuesday. Check the feeds, and that's where you will find the show. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. See you.